Welcome to Reading On Air. I'm Rachel Stein, Director of Training Initiatives. Today we're speaking with Greg Goderidge, Radian's Vice President of Single Family Rental Operations, about the rise of the built-to-rent market. Thanks for being here, Greg. I'm looking forward to hearing about this interesting niche within the single family rental market. Thanks, Rachel. I'm happy to be here. There's been a lot of activity in and around the single family rental market this year and last year, so it's a hot topic. Excellent. So, Greg, we did a podcast about single family rentals last year. But for our listeners who haven't heard the episode or need a refresher, can you give us an overview? Sure thing. Single family rentals, or SFRs for short, are single family rental homes that are rented out to tenants. They are growing in popularity as they have more space indoor and outdoor generally than multifamily units located in suburban areas. Following the 2008 financial crisis, investors and banks began to sell distressed single family rental homes at below market prices which attracted institutional investors. The idea behind this was to buy the home, renovate it, and rent it out. Obviously, this appealed to a very large market of renters and tenants that previously did not have this supply available to them. So now that we're more than 10 years post-crisis, the number of SFR properties owned by aggregators continues to grow as institutional investors seek opportunities to diversify away from other real estate sectors. Thank you for that background. Let's shift gears from the origins of the SFR asset class to what's going on in the market today. Can you give us an update on the current state of the SFR market? Yeah, the current state of the SFR market is doing very well. You know, according to the Census Bureau, occupancy rates across all single family rentals averaged 95% in the third quarter of 2020. This is holding steady from the second quarter following a 100 basis point spike from the first quarter. That is the highest reading for the SFR market since 1994, which of course has investors excited. There was a low point in 2007 that occupancy rate for all SFR properties, but they are up 5% since that point. And we are certainly seeing that from a diligence agent perspective. Uh, We're seeing more borrowers than we ever have before. Lenders are becoming more comfortable in the space. um, And so they're looking for opportunities out there. Now, The question always is what's driving the skyrocket of the occupancy rates? And it's a combination of several things. There's really a relentless demand for the SFR properties, and there's really an evaporating supply out there. There's an increasing number of millennials that have begun to build their families, and they're fueling this demand. They're moving out of the multifamily space. They're looking for other things that they didn't have in their multifamily space, such as, you know, indoor space, outdoor space, Uh, better quality of life, and certainly with the COVID crisis, it has accelerated the demand for SFR properties. At the same time, the traditional sources of rental property inventory has become quite scarce. Um, As everyone knows, uh, foreclosures are on hold nationwide. We're seeing retirees who usually would be looking to downsize or staying put during the pandemic, whether that's um, they're nervous about the market or they're having older children move back in with them. Um, We're certainly seeing them not move out of their properties as much. And then it's getting increasingly difficult um, for these aggregators to find mom and pop property owners that are seeking to sell because they are also doing very well. So they're holding onto their properties. So you mentioned the pandemic has intensified the supply and demand pressure for single family rentals. I have a feeling all of this is teeing up the topic at hand, build to rent. Am I right? That is correct. Those pressures have spurred home builders to create additional supply as quickly as they can. And that's where the build to rent comes into the picture. And what exactly is a build to rent home? How big is this market? Yeah, build to rent home is exactly what it sounds like. 
Builders are constructing homes intended for use as rental properties. They might be building individual units or what we're seeing becoming more popular is building entire rental communities with professionally managed amenities. You know, millennials are, are happy that these communities now have swimming pools, parks, tennis courts. Uh, for the most part, what we're seeing from millennials is they want the experience of owning a home, but they, they don't want to have that you know, unknown feeling of what they saw during the financial crisis of foreclosure and other issues that came with that, that they saw their parents live through. So it's a perk for them that they don't have to take care of the property and that they also have the ability to move about the country as more of us work from home. They can move from Florida and have the same, you know, build to rent community in Florida as they may find in Nashville by the same company. And so it's making it much easier for millennials to move around the country and not be tied down to one area. Built to rent properties have been on an upward trend for the last couple of decades and have skyrocketed in the past year. There were more than 14,000 built to rent starts in the third quarter of 2020. This represented about 27% increase over the previous year, and that's according to the National Association of Home Builders. And we're certainly seeing it on the diligence side as the stigma around renting a home or a built to rent home or these different communities has kind of gone away and they're being sought out because they're being handled so well. Are you seeing anywhere in the country where single family rentals are growing faster than in other areas? Yeah, certainly traditional areas of single family rental of Florida, um, Atlanta, Georgia, a few of those areas have always been popular sites, but we're now seeing them expand to several areas around the country, one being Charlotte, North Carolina, um, Nashville's a popular area, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Those are certainly some very popular areas, but we're also seeing um, additional areas, Salt Lake City, Utah, there's been several um, communities there as well. So it's um, really any part of the country that you're seeing, you know, a suburban um, demand there, but there's also, you know, a growing tech market or other jobs that are coming into a space that traditionally hasn't had a robust rental market. It's interesting to hear how this market has evolved and grown in the past year, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now that we're in 2021 and it's a new year, where do you expect the market to go now? Yeah, as we've been discussing, Rachel, I expect the market to go up. The durability and sustainability of the SFR market is really one of the real estate bright spots from the past year. You know, if the 2020 trend continues, the SFR asset class is positioned to be one of the biggest stories of 2021. Currently, only about 6% of new single-family rental homes are purpose-built to rent. So we're looking that it should probably contribute about 700,000 new units over the next 10 years. That is not nearly enough to meet the demand. Uh, according to an article that I recently read, uh, the real estate advisor RCLCO, based on current trends, they believe the SFR market will likely be undersupplied over the next decade, despite the increased attention the segment is currently receiving. As the SFR market continues to mature as its own asset class, new investors will explore new ways to expand supply, either by aggregating existing properties or building new ones. And we're seeing, you know, many of local builders are trying to get into the game, but certainly national builders um, are recognizing this as an opportunity and partnering with borrowers and also investors in this space. It sure sounds like the build to rent market is poised for even more growth. I imagine you and your team will be keeping a close eye on this trend throughout the year. That's correct. We're excited about the growth and the opportunities that are out there. And we're already receiving many phone calls from new borrowers in the space and additional phone calls from lenders. So I imagine we'll see the industry will continue to find new and innovative ways to increase supply 
And really any innovations will rely on professional collateral review and diligent services to make sure that lenders are seeing the risk and that the search for supply is profitable. Well, we'll have to check in with you later on to hear an update. Thank you again, Greg, for joining me today. Absolutely. It was a pleasure speaking with you, Rachel. I'm happy to come back anytime and give an update.